owned by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas-Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. This is the Good News Show. And it is such a glorious week. I, I got to say, this is one of my favorite weeks of the year as we approach Thanksgiving and everybody's a little chill and getting ready for the, uh, hopefully what you're planning is going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, good time with family and uh, just thank God for all of our blessings. Uh, we've got a busy show. My name is Dave Palmer, executive director here, host of this program, along with Cecil Anderson, our, our North, Texas, North Texas assistant. How are you doing, Cecil? I'm doing great. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. I, I, I know. Uh, and uh, we got a lot going on. Let me tell you what's going on on the show today. Uh, this is the fourth Monday of the month, and that only means one thing. Okay, that means it's the UD segment of the Good News Show. Uh, in the second half. And, you know, recently I did an interview with uh, Dr. Shannon Valenzuela about this program at the University of Dallas called The Quest. And we ran spots for it. It aired last week on EWTN. And uh, it's really cool. And uh, we talked to her before it ran. And Dr. Uh, Sanford sat down and interviewed uh, Dr. Valenzuela about it now that it has run. Now, it's still available uh, online. You can go to quest.udallas.edu. I watched the first one this morning in preparation for the show. It's really good. I, I enjoyed it very much. So I, I, I encourage you to go to that uh, website, quest.udallas.edu. So that'll be the second half of the show. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to be joined by Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Today, uh, I don't know if this crossed your radar. Today was the day that the Supreme Court was going to rule on the abortion. Yes. Uh, you know, possibly overturning Roe v. Wade. I mean, this is a, a big moment. Mm-hmm. Last I heard, they kind of punted it. It may not, the decision may not come out today, but Jonathan's going to fill in uh, and let us know. And then we also are going to be joined in studio with Masango Osong uh, with uh, CatholicBrain.com. And he is the mastermind behind the big St. Nicholas Christmas show, which is going on. They, they've got one of those countdowns on their website. It's 12 days, 11 hours, 57 minutes, and two seconds is when it starts. Okay, well, now it's zero seconds. Okay. Oh, and now it's 58. Yeah, so it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's given, you know, yeah, so approximately 12 and a half days until it starts, December 4th. And so that's a big event. So Masango will be here with us. And so, so I know you have some something to share regarding the Christmas share and yes. some volunteer needs, right? Yes, so our Christmas share is a week from tomorrow, our Christmas share The Gifts of God, and we've been blessed with having most of our spots filled up for our volunteer day, which is Thursday, but I still need two people for the morning shift, so uh, that's the 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Thursday, uh, December, so I, every time I say this, I go, uh-oh. December 2nd. December 2nd, and uh, it's here in our Los Lina studio where we're broadcasting from right now, and uh, you come in, you get breakfast, you get lunch, uh, you get to answer calls from donors and hear their testimonies about why they love Catholic Radio, and you meet new friends, and it's a lot of fun, and sometimes I try to juggle and things like that to keep everyone entertained, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but... 
It's a lot of fun. I just need to juggle like chainsaws, right? Yes, I juggle chainsaws yeah. on a unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> wow! With a Santa hat on. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> because it's uh, the, our Christmas marathon. But yeah, we have a lot of fun. Lots of good food. Lots of good conversations. Uh, and it's all to support Catholic Radio. So if you can come 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Thursday, uh, October uh, Thursday, December. I don't know what month I'm in anymore. December second. Uh, email us right now at kath at grn online dot com kath at grnonline.com no experience necessary we will train you i will send you instructions beforehand and just come and have a good time all right very good well thanks so much and uh, i know we know you're out there okay we like to say that during shareathons if you can help out uh please 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 uh, uh, let us know, uh, kth at grnonline.com, looking for uh, uh, two volunteers for the morning shift on Thursday, December 2nd. All right, he has just entered the studio, the man, the myth, the legend, Masango Osong. Uh, we're going to talk to Jonathan Science first, though, and then talk about the St. Nicholas Christmas Show. I'm getting excited about this, and every, every time, not a day goes by that I don't talk to somebody else who said, oh, by the way, we're going to be involved in the St. Nicholas Christmas Show, and we're going to be involved. And so, uh, 12 hour, 12 days, 11 hours, 50 54 minutes until the beginning of the St. Nicholas Christmas show. And Masango is going to also announce the giveaway of some tickets where we um, are going to oper- give you an opportunity to get one ticket per family uh, thanks to Masango and Sylvia Osong. All right, so let's uh, first go to our friend Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Today uh, is a big day. Uh, there had been talk about the Supreme Court ruling on Texas law Senate Bill 8. Uh, called the the fetal heartbeat bill, and he's going to fill us in on how things are going. Jonathan, good morning, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Dave. Good to be with you. All right. So, tell us. Uh, last I heard, kind of on on the news, is that maybe they punted and they're not going to rule today, or is anything going to come out of the Supreme Court today revol- uh, involving the heartbeat bill? Well, here's the good news and something to be thankful. For this week as we go into Thanksgiving. Yeah. The Texas heartbeat law is still in effect and it's intact. The U.S. Supreme Court did not make a decision on it this morning. There was wide and credible speculation that they would. All the reporters were talking about it, that report on this, that covered the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why they thought that there would be a ruling today, just the timing and the fact they were going to announce something and the way that court case has been fast-tracked, but it didn't happen. So they issued one opinion, and it was not about the Texas heartbeat law case, which you know is actually two cases that are paired up together on the Texas heartbeat law. So that's good news because every day that the Texas heartbeat law continues to be in effect, as it has been since September 1st, that means lives are being saved because abortion entities are not performing abortions. Um, We estimate over 12,000 lives. And actually, we've got a website set up, texasheartbeatlaw.com. We're we're taking a a counting of it every day of how that number grows based on an estimate of 150 abortions that be that would be being performed if uh, the law was not into effect. Now you mentioned two laws. Is the other one the Mississippi case? Uh, and kind of tell us. It sounds like you know you're saying it's good that they didn't rule today because the law stays in effect. Um, is it the Mississippi case? It's also uh, on the line. And does that imply that you do you have some nervousness that they might overturn these laws? Well, look, you don't know what the Supreme Court can do. There's certainly a possibility that they could. Uh, issue in a ruling that um, that takes away from the heartbeat law going into effect. So it's yeah. not, I mean, it's really just being honest that anytime a court's going to rule, it could go one way or the other. I'm confident that the Texas heartbeat law will be in effect. My point is, 
whether or not they rule or not, the fact that they didn't rule yeah. is a victory within itself because that means it's another day that the law stays into effect. In some situations, you're waiting for the Supreme Court to rule in order for the law to go into effect. Yeah. That's already happened. Right, the Texas right. Heartbeat Law is, is continued to be in effect. It's for the other side to strike it down. Um, the case that was decided this morning actually was a Mississippi and a Tennessee case, but that's not the Mississippi case that's before the U.S. Supreme Court next week. That's a different case. Next week, they're going to hear another case that relates to a pro-life law out of the state of Mississippi where abortions are not allowed after 15 weeks of gestation. I will be in D.C. at the U.S. Supreme Court next week with the arguments for that case. But that's just the arguments that are going to be made. That is not when a decision is anticipated on that. But needless to say, there is going to be an attention around the heartbeat law and pro-life issues on December 1st at the Supreme Court next week at a level that we have not seen for quite some time. Yeah, exciting. Now, of course, Roe v. Wade is what a lot of people are talking about. Uh, is is it a likelihood, a possibility that Roe v. Wade could be overturned? What do you think? Well, well, the two cases are, are different as it relates to Roe v. Wade. So the Texas heartbeat law, it's a combination of two cases um, where that issue is um, in a, well, where that issue is in play, if you will. Um, as far as whether that law will stay in effect or litigation will move forward on that issue. But the court does not have to reach the merits of Roe versus Wade in order for the Texas heartbeat law to continue to stay in effect and move forward. In the Mississippi case called the Dobbs case, that case, there is actually a direct challenge to Roe versus Wade. So you're more likely to see them make a decision that impacts Roe versus Wade than you are in the Texas heartbeat law case, at least for now. Mm. All right. Well, like you said, every day they don't rule. It's another day that the uh, the law stays in effect, so that's good news. Uh, Jonathan Science is our guest, president of Texas Values. You can find out about them at their website, txvalues.org, txvalues.org. And, uh, Jonathan, let me, let me ask you a lot of talk about the gubernatorial race. And, of course, we don't endorse any candidates. We can't hear, but uh, a lot of people are, are uh, following this. Of course, uh, Governor Abbott, uh, the sitting governor, uh, is running against and there's some challenges on the Republican side. Beto O'Rourke is now throwing his hat into the ring on the Democrat side. It kind of overviewed you, the McConaughey. He's kind of flirting with a run. What, what do you think about this race overall? Well, look, I mean, the polling numbers suggest that Governor Abbott is in a strong position if you paired him up with Beto O'Rourke. I mean, look, this is, I think, the third time, if not the fourth time, that Beto O'Rourke has run for some position, but yeah. he lost in his bid against. Um, Senator Cruz. He lost when he tried to run in the primary for the Democrats as far as becoming a presidential nominee. And so, you know, his trend is that he continues to lose every time he runs for a significant position in the state of Texas. And I just don't think that the people of the state of Texas, and it relates to a statewide issue, are going to want to support someone that is so liberal, in my opinion, as far as how they match up. And so, um, but he is out there. He's announced um, as far as being the going to be the Democratic nominee. That's what he's seeking. A lot of people expect that you'll likely see Governor Abbott against O'Rourke. So that's what a lot of the attention is around. But you have a governor who um, and Governor Abbott who has signed significant pro-life legislation when it came to the heartbeat law. He had a ceremony on it. He wanted it to be very clear in public, his support of it. Uh, he's someone who's been very, who's talked a lot about his faith. He's done a lot to protect religious liberty. You know, he argued the Ten Commandments case, which is a Texas case before the U.S. Supreme Court, so the Ten Commandments monument could 
stay on our Capitol grounds here in Austin. And so, I mean, you're looking at two different uh, individuals. And so I just think that, that a lot of the early discussion is that Beto O'Rourke is going to be, is going to be seen as way too liberal for the state of Texas. And you take into consideration other issues, um, gun rights, second amendment and, and other things as well. And remember he made some comments suggesting that, um, that churches should lose their tax exempt status because of their views on marriage when mm. he was running for office before. And so, a lot that I think is going to make it difficult for him to build some support in the state of Texas. Yeah, I think the day that he announced that he was running, Governor Abbott put out an ad, I saw it on Twitter, that was like immediate, uh, quoting some of the things that Beatty had said about taking guns away and oh, 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 no border and things like that, which was interesting. Hey, uh, real quickly, just have another minute with you. Um, uh, Drudge put something up the other day about McConaughey would, would, would polling shows he'd, he'd beat Abbott by eight points. I don't know if you saw that or not. Do you, do you think uh, McConaughey's going to enter the race? I do not. I, I think, you know, the media was having some fun with it. He was having some fun with it. Uh, I don't think there's any chance that McConaughey gets in the governor's race. But I do think it's important for voters to know when he started to get pressed a little bit on some of the issues, when it sounded like he might be considering it, he said some negative things about the Texas heartbeat law. I mean, you're talking about an issue, the life issue that continues to grow stronger and stronger amongst the electorate. It certainly is a very popular item amongst Republicans. And so, you know, I was, I don't know if I'd say I was surprised. It was notable to hear him comment about the Texas heartbeat law. McConaughey did in a negative way. I mean, and so, um, you know, look, if I'm a voter and I'm pro-life, that's, you know, which I am personally, but I'm just saying, if you think about that, that's an issue that matters. And so um, I don't think there's any chance that he would, if he were to run as a Republican, he wouldn't have a chance at all, uh, particularly on that issue by itself. But I just think it was an indication that, you know, once you start pressing people about the issues to find out a little bit more, um, hey, as a University of Texas graduate myself, I was disappointed to hear him not support the Texas heartbeat law. Yeah. But look, you know, people can be popular for a variety of reasons, but when they run for office, you got to find out where they are on the issues. So um, I think that sort of experiment or uh, discussion for McConaughey running for governor is over. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, hope you and your family have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. Jonathan Sines, uh, President of Texas Values, TXValues.org. Always great to talk to you. Appreciate it very much, Jonathan. You bet. Thanks All for right. letting me come on. And we have an event on December 8th in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Tickets at TXValues.org. Okay. Yeah, thanks for letting us know that. TXValues.org. Support them. Thanks so much, Jonathan. God bless you. All right. God bless you. All right. Uh, always good to talk to him. He's always a great guest. Uh, enjoy uh, Jonathan Signs there, Texas Values, TXValues.org. Uh, all right. Uh, now let me see if I can hang up on the, the line here. Okay. All right. Basango Song is in studio here, and I want to talk about the uh, St. Nicholas Christmas show, which uh, I, I is 12 days, 11 hours, 44 minutes, and 54 seconds away, according to your website. Basango, uh, how you doing? Good to see you. Pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, I, I love what you're doing. We've been promoting this heavily across the network, and uh, there's so much. It's hard to explain you know, because there's so many different uh, things going on. Uh, give us a little overview of... You know how how this came into your mind in the first place? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. I get that a lot, by the way. Yeah, uh, how do you come up with this idea? Like it, many other ideas that have um, uh, the Holy Spirit has led me to. Now, this one every Christmas, just like any other family, we go out, we go to places to see Christmas lights, and each time I go to those places, I'm like, there is no Christ, right? They take out Christ in the picture. He's always taken out yeah. in the picture. So that really bothers me. 
And just recently, I thought we went to um, one in Frisco, right? There was a drive-thru, uh, nice experience, but there was no cries. They only had Christmas lights and some cross at the end. Yeah. So I, I just felt the Holy Spirit calling me to, to again, just use my gift. I, I'm a creative guy. I'm blessed with that. So come up with something that truly brings the joy of Christmas and that's how the idea came about. Yeah. And you didn't say, I think I'm going to do something small and kind of build. You went right. all in, man. I went. You're, you're, you're just, kind of <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, and, and it, there, it, there's so much. Yeah. Uh, let, let, let's talk about some of the aspects. First of all, this is uh, it's not called the Santa Claus show. It's called the St. No Nicholas Santa. because St. Right. Nicholas will be there telling his story mm-hmm. uh, in the flesh. Right. Of, course, of course, an actor playing St. Nicholas. Right. And so that that's kind of cool because a lot of people don't know this story. They don't know that Santa is actually St. Nicholas, yeah. who is a saint, was a priest, was a bishop. Bishop. So we want to bring all of that at the event, right? So kids can really, really know who the true Santa is. Yeah, because the, the the modern day notion of Santa Claus with right. the the you know the, the the red and white you know the beard and all that wasn't that created by like Coca Cola or like some advertising it, it, campaign, something like that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Saint Nicholas is going to be there. Scott Hahn, Chris Stefanik, Raymond Arroyo. It seems like uh, every time I look, there's somebody else being added on. I'm going to be emceeing it, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, Dave and Lauren Moore with the music. I mean, this this is this is some big big time speakers you can. You're bringing in right so we've been blessed with all these great speakers they're very excited to really come in and inspire people about the true joy of christmas chris defining is going to talk uh, give his talk based on his book uh, the joy of uh, his advent series so he's going to really bring that message of the advent season leading to the birth of christ mm-hmm. so and then dr scott Hahn would really talk about the holy family yeah right? what what it really means to be a, a holy family and how mary and joseph where really, really should be our role model on what a family should be. So very, very excited about this. I think it's going to really, really inspire our, our Dallas community to really, really experience that joy of Christmas. Yeah, stnicholaschristmasshow.com, uh, st. Uh, NicholasChristmasShow.com is where you can get your tickets. And you got the, that's a great looking website. You've got the oh, event schedule you. highlights. I love this. Uh, Friday evening, before it even officially begins, I guess on Saturday the 4th, Christmas trivia fun and bring a blanket Christmas movie. And that, that just sounds so fun and cozy. <laughs> right, right. And, and then you wake really up the funny. next morning, right. you have coffee and cocoa with St. Nicholas. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so I think we have close to 200 families right now that, that are going to be staying at the hotel. So, if people want to really stay there, they'll get they get the Friday experience as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's right. There's going to be a Christmas market, uh, shopping and activities. Christmas market is pretty much all the time, right? That's oh, going to be open. You got vendors. Saturday, what kind so. of items are going to be well, on, just on sale? Gift shop, uh, just Catholic items mostly. You know, rosary, uh, jewelry, uh, art, books, uh, Christian toys. And even our own products, we'll have our own products there to showcase. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, talk about the giveaway because you're here, and uh, anybody who would like is planning on going uh, right now during this hour can get a free one free ticket for their family. Right. So one let's say you, you were going to go, and kids five and under are free, right? Correct. And there's different price levels uh, for for children. You can get a one-day pass, a two-day pass, because it's a a two-day event. But right now, if you, and uh, maybe uh, Cecil can monitor this as we we talk, if you email kth at grnonline.com, you can get one free ticket 
And then, of course, kids under five are free. And then you just, if you're coming with your spouse or something, just buy the other tickets. But uh, right now, one free ticket. So just, yeah, they uh, can get the other tickets at 20% discount. But oh, right okay. now, we're giving the one free. Okay. So KTH at GRN online.com and I'm, I'm speaking to the people who are like you know i'm gonna go anyways we're gonna buy some tickets well now's your opportunity to get one free uh kth at grnonline.com we'll keep you posted on how things are going masango song uh the founder of bibles on and catholicbrain.com joining us here uh st nicholas christmas show.com and uh, there's a lot else going on here. Uh, t- t- how did you connect with Dave and Lauren Moore? Because they're 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 pretty yeah. big right now. They they play all the televised masses for the Dallas Diocese, <clears throat> and they're they're really in high demand. Yeah, what, the, they're yeah. doing great work. We've been friends for about five six years, so I've known them for a while. We've done some work together with our tablets. They actually donated some of their music for us to use on the website. So we've been good friends for a while. And when I approached him, he was like, Musango, I'd love to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So he, so we're so we're excited to have him. It's yeah. going to be great. Las Posadas, Saturday night. Okay, that's uh, uh, that's something that I think typically, of course, it's in the um, the, the Spanish tradition, uh, right. uh, Hispanic tradition. But I think it's really crossed over now. There's a lot of people of all right. uh, all all backgrounds that are getting into Las Posadas, and it right. says that's Bethlehem Town Stage. Are you gonna have like a like a setup of Bethlehem? Yeah, we have a whole setup to have that that Bethlehem experience um, right there at that booth, right? Really? Right. So is it going to be like animals? Or, uh, <laughs> it's a <but>. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Just, okay. Yeah, but we're bringing that experience with, you know, so it's going to be fun. People feel kind of like they're in Bethlehem, <laughs> right? Right, right, Okay, right. I'm, I'm guessing uh, Mary and Joseph, <laughs> yeah, Mary uh, baby, Joseph, baby Jesus, Jesus okay. you know, all of that good stuff. They're shepherd, you know. Um, yeah. Right. That's uh, all right. So stnicholaschristmasshow.com. And uh, this is uh, going coming up. Uh, boy, this is only a couple of weekends from now, isn't it? No pressure. So two, yeah, week, two weekends from this weekend, I yeah, think. Two is weekends, that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So you get through Thanksgiving and uh, uh, Raymond Arroyo. Uh, what is he going to be doing? He um, has a children's book series that uh, he's going to come and talk about. He's going to promote and do some book signing. So he's not giving like an official talk. He's just yeah. showing up few minutes and then do book signing he has a he has a great series of children's book uh, so you know we're very very happy to have him on board and um yeah uh nativity pageant the big christmas surprise is it a surprise in the sense that we can't talk about it or what, uh, what is well, the pageant going to be it depends i mean yeah we can talk about it. it's just your regular christmas pageant but more musical so dave will dave will yeah. more will be there singing uh uh, Christmas songs, and then we have a whole team of actors. So it's going to be two days, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Okay. I, I was emailing back and forth with Claire Venegas over at UD today because they right. they ran they're running they're, they're sponsors of ours, but they're running spots on this Quest, right. the Quest um, series that ran on EWTN last week. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, we're going to be uh, screening at the St. Nicholas Christmas show at 1 o'clock. Right. And so I see this on the schedule. Right, right. Because what, 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 the Quest is really, I, I watched, in fact, I watched the first one this morning before the show uh, and uh, encouraged people to go to the website quest.udallas.edu. What exactly is this going to be? I've not watched the movie yet. Yeah. I plan to do that this week. But um, they're, they're one of our biggest sponsors, so we're excited to have them on board. They're going to be promoting this, promoting the event at, uh, with all the students at UD. And we've also given out some free tickets to the students there. So um, 
they're going to, again, live screen broadcast that uh, movie there at the event on, I believe it's on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, okay. STNicholasChristmasShow.com. It's the St. Nicholas Christmas Show. Have you already decided that this is going to be an annual event? Uh, are you going to see how this one goes and then decide? Or is this like, uh, well, are we in for the long haul on these God events? God willing. That, that's the plan. We want, to, yeah. we want to do it every year, and it's going to be in Dallas. We've had some... Some other states, requests from other states, Florida, California, Washington, like, can you, we bring this over there? So we're like, well, oh, they want you to take right, it down the right, road. We, huh? Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to, if it goes well here in Dallas, we're going to eventually have it in different places. Oh, man. That, that's awesome. You just need to tell them, did you, you guys come to Dallas? So <laughs> that's what we told them. Come and see what, how this one works and then we can take it to those other states. Uh, Giancarlo Bernini, he came in studio before on one of our shows and he does, uh, Magic. He's going to be uh, at the Bethlehem Town uh, stage five o'clock on Saturday, doing some some magical uh, uh, tricks, huh? Yes. Okay. I've not seen any of his magic, but I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Okay. And, and Holy Mass is planned for Sunday morning. I, I love this. So you wake up in the morning. Uh, I guess whether you're staying there or not, you can do this. Uh, Seven forty-five on Sunday. Coffee and cocoa. With the Holy Family characters, and then Saturday morning is coffee and cocoa with St. Nicholas. Right. So this is something that you get the kids involved, you got St. Nicholas there, uh, that early in the morning, some coffee and cocoa, that, that's really cool. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, right. okay. And then St. Saint, Saint Nicholas uh, will be telling his story as well. Uh, I get the feeling that th- mm. there, there might even be some new things added between now and, and December 4th. Uh, you keep keep uh, thinking yeah, of new ideas and well, we're getting more it. requests from people who want to be part of it so we're trying to fit in some people last minute so some things might change there but not a whole lot but I okay. think we're like 90% down yeah, with right. the schedule right? and uh, this is going to be at the Hilton Anatole uh, and again it's December 4th and 5th it's Saturday and Sunday I'm going to be the MC, uh 11 to 8 each day Christmas market and uh, a whole lot more. St. Nicholas is going to be there. My guest is Masanga Wosong. So uh, let everybody know what we're giving away. We A free ticket for each family that wants to go that's listening right now. Uh, email kth at grnonline.com, right? One free ticket. One free ticket. And if they want additional family members, they get a 20% discount. So we can send them that code as well. All right. But one free ticket for, for the day. And, uh, we, we, and we want to mention the sponsors. Um, right. You've got uh, Exodus 90 as a sponsor, ACM, Hallo. I'm not familiar with Hallo. So Hallo is you, a prayer app. Okay. Prayer and meditation app. Okay. And then Exodus 90, I'm very familiar with that. I've, mm-hmm. I've missed a lot of meals because of Exodus 90 and <laughs> taking some cold showers as uh, well. Have you done the program? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah wow. several times. Have you done it? Yeah, I did it once. It was good. I, <laughs> I, had, like, a, I had a tough time with the, the cold showers, but <laughs> it was good. Good program. Yeah, yeah. No alcohol, no no TV, right. no sports. No, yeah, that that's that's hardcore. And it, but it's great. I mean, mm-hmm. you, it, it's just you really get fit spiritually and physically doing that. ACM? ACM, uh, that's our parent company, Adventure Catechism Media. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So, all right. So, everybody go to the website. We want to see out there. Uh, this is that uh, the first weekend of December, and it's going to... Is that the weekend that Advent begins? Uh, yeah, uh, no, Advent starts this weekend, Advent I think. starts this weekend, okay, November so, 28th. So, we'll be in Advent and uh, celebrating uh, the, 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 the Christ Child, the St. Nicholas Christmas Show, December 4th and 5th at the Hilton Anatole in Dallas on uh, Stemmons Freeway. Uh, so we, we want to see everybody out there. Get your tickets. Uh, support this. ST Christmas, stnicholaschristmasshow.com. We talked about a lot of stuff. What, what else do you want our <laughs> listeners to know about this? 
Well, I think just the whole story behind it, we we're, we live in a culture where, you know, people are very, it's become more and more secular, right? So we mm-hmm. really want to, I mean, the, the whole culture is trying to take Christ out of the picture yeah. right, in everything that we do. So we're really, really excited about this one. We want people to support the program, support the mission. It's really, really about keeping Christ in Christmas. That's the mission, right? So we want people to come again and just explore, have that true joy. And especially we've been in the, the last two years has been tough. Yeah, right? yeah. So we want to, we want Christ to be our hope, our joy, and to bring peace to the world, which is much, much needed today. So it's really about the message and the mission, right? So yeah. that's really what we expect from, from our community. Can are you still able to take vendors? Uh, if somebody wants to set up there, is it too late, or can yeah, they still do that? Yeah, we might have one or two spots left. Okay, but we're almost we're almost full there. Somebody just uh, emailed me and asked about uh, whether you need any volunteers. Oh, lots of volunteers. You so need volunteers. Send, send an email to you or to. I don't know how it's going to work, but okay. we definitely need more volunteers. For one day, two days, both days? One day, two days, both days, okay. different time slots. So we, we can send them this uh, sign-up sheet. Okay. We have different times there. They can select which time works for them, but definitely need more volunteers. Okay. Uh, just email. You can email directly uh, kath at grnonline.com. That goes to me and Sissel, and we'll see it. And again, if you want to get... A free ticket to this. Um, let's talk about the the prices. Um, I don't know if you have this in your head, Masango. No, please. Uh, Can you pull up the website? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah I'll, I'll do it because I know there's okay, different different right. uh, prices for uh, different. Yeah, here yeah. we go. Pricing. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so kids, a one day pass is twenty four ninety nine. A two day pass for kids five to fifteen is thirty nine ninety nine. Kids under five are free. Mm-hmm. Adults, so one day pass is thirty nine ninety nine, two day pass sixty nine ninety nine. And then a family, two adults and four children, uh one day pass is hundred and fifty, a two day pass is two seventy five. So you can see where if you if you're if you're planning on going and you want to get a a one free ticket, that's a that's a real good discount. We also uh, have a group price. I don't know if you can see it on there. It's um yeah, I don't group know. of I think more than ten or so you get a thirty percent discount. Okay, okay, and all right. stnicholaschristmasshow dot com is the website, and uh, you can email for that that one count free ticket if you're uh, going to bring your family. Uh, and that that email is kath at grnonline dot com. All right, we'll do one last reminder about that. Uh, just have a few minutes remaining. What else have you got up your sleeve? Because I know with CatholicBrain.com, there's a lot going on. Masango Osong has always got some idea <coughs> brewing. Is there anything else that you want to let us know about Catholic Brain or other uh, <laughs> ideas uh, kicking around in your head? Like my wife said, Masango, no more ideas. <laughs> so, like, whatever the Holy Spirit you know, leads me to, I, I was, I'm always open to saying yes. Yeah. But I think we've done a lot in the past uh, seven years. We just want to get through this Christmas show. Yeah. We've created a brand, Adventure Catechism Media, as our main company. We're developing innovative uh, tools for catechists. And this event is just an extension of what we do, right? Bringing faith formation live. And so the idea now is we're going to be doing a few more events throughout the year. This is our first. Uh, we're thinking to do something in the Easter, mm-hmm. not this Easter, uh, maybe 2023. And just doing this inspiring events, it's going to be one of the things that we're going to continue doing. Um, so, 
Yeah, I mean, we, we have we have built something thanks to the, the Lord that's really, really innovative and engages um, Catholic families today. Yeah, I think the Holy Spirit says, uh, "I'm going to ask Masango to do it because he never says no." I never <laughs> say so. He keeps asking me, and um, you know, it's tricky sometimes because yeah. I'm I, I'm blessed with all these ideas, which yeah. I want to be. I, I try to I, to be sure that this is what. You know, the Holy Spirit is really yeah. calling me to do. It's not just me, right? right, right. <laughs> okay. Something that popped into your mind. Exactly. Right? You got to dis- discern. Cause you're, you're you have doing, to discern. You're doing big things. This yeah, isn't like, like this yeah. Christmas one has been five years. Yeah. That, you know, and you, you kind of know when it's really from the Holy Spirit because um, it keeps. It yeah, keeps coming. Yeah, it, it coming. doesn't let you rest. Right. All right. Uh, hey, thanks for coming in and uh, really appreciate it. And again, I, I, we're, we're getting some emails now from folks sure. that want to get the, uh, the complimentary ticket. Sure, if you want to get one ticket uh, to the event, and hopefully you're coming with your spouse, and if you're single, you can get one free ticket. You don't have to bring a family. <laughs> but if you bring your family, just buy the rest of the tickets. It's a great uh, thing to support. And the better chance that we'll be doing it again next year, because I just think this is a brilliant idea. I'll be the MC. Dr. Scott Hahn's going to be speaking. Chris, Chris Stefanik. Uh, Raymond Arroyo will be there signing his book, uh, The Spider That Saved Christmas, Spider I think it is. Christmas, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and let's see, what else? Uh, David Lauren Moore, uh, uh, Giancarlo Bernini with his magic, and, and uh, St. Nicholas telling his story. I mean, it's got so much going on. Uh, go to stnicholaschristmasshow.com, stnicholaschristmasshow.com, and uh, get your tickets. And if you want to get one complimentary ticket, plus the rest of them are 20% off, uh, just email kath at grnonline.com, kath at grnonline.com. Anything else, Masango? Oh, did we cover it all? Yeah, I think you did. A, you did a great job. You know, you know it all. <laughs> Even more I than I do. That, but, uh, <laughs> all right, I think we have the spot queued up. Right? That uh, do we have that? Uh, that uh, we're we're gonna um, start. We'll just take a little one minute break, and then we're gonna come back sure. and uh, play. I thought Kathy was joining. No. No, no, she wasn't able okay. to. Yeah, she emailed back and said she was. She, she's actually going to be on Deacon Harrowbrook Sivers' podcast, oh, nice. talking about this. So no, she's not. She's not going to be great, able to great, join great. us on this. Uh, but, uh, anyways, uh, we're going to play the spot that uh, uh, we are running to promote this, and uh, and also just a quick break, and then we're going to come back. And Dr. Jonathan Sanford, uh, the president of UD. Uh, is going to be uh, doing an interview with Dr. Shannon Valenzuela about this quest. Uh, series that uh, ran on EWTN last week. It's still available. I highly recommend it. It's very good. You can go directly to quest.udallas.edu, quest.udallas.edu. Are we ready to go to break, Cecil? Okay, let's uh, go to break, and uh, we'll um, continue Good News Show right after this. Get your tickets for the St. Nicholas Christmas Show. It's the best get-your-heart-ready-for-Christmas event ever. Bring the whole family to the Hilton Anatole in Dallas, December 4th through 5th. Be inspired by Dr. Scott Hahn, Chris Stefanik, Raymond Arroyo, and music with Dave and Lauren Moore. Activities include a nativity pageant, magician Giancarlo Bernini, Las Posadas, and Christmas shopping. Plus, fun activities for both children and youth. Get tickets and information at stnicholaschristmasshow.com. 
Hello, my name is Bob Parra, owner of Parra Car Care. We're proud sponsors of KATH 910AM. Parra Car Care is devoted to automotive maintenance and repairs for today's family on the go. Are you looking for that personal touch? Someone who will listen to your problem and give you options that are manageable for you? We now have two locations to serve you. For the U.S. area, 817-685-2222. And for the North Richland Hills area, 817-281-1388. We're on the web at www.parracarcare.com. Thank you and drive safely. All right, it is time for the UD segment here on the Good News Show with Dr. Jonathan Sanford. Well, it is so great to join you again, Dave, on the Good News at the University of Dallas show. And I have a very special guest today, Dr. Shannon Valenzuela, who is an assistant professor of literature at the University of Dallas. She also is the content director for um, the Studies in Catholic Faith and Culture series. And the executive producer or director or what should we call you with respect to this this miniseries that EWTN has just broadcast called The Quest? Yeah, so um, writer-director will work and uh, producer, I guess. Uh, jack of all trades, Jill of all trades. Yes, <laughs> Basically, yes. yes. Yeah. A, a Jill, to be sure. And, and also star of the show yeah. in, in a certain <laughs> respect. Yeah, narrator, so, yes, exactly. No, but it, it, I, I do want to talk about the quest and, and what the point of it is. But before I do that, you know, you, you have a very interesting background. You, you, you received a, a bachelor's degree from the University of Dallas, and then you went on and got a master's degree and a, and a, a PhD at the University of Notre Dame in medieval literature. And what, what did you write on when you were at the University of Notre Dame? What was your dissertation on? Uh, it was on Chaucer and uh-huh. translation and cultural memory. So I was working with how uh, Chaucer was developing English as a literary language, uh, like Dante was doing for Italian, for example. So... Um, yeah, I was working with the Canterbury Tales and some of his early works, and it was a it was a great time. Yeah, and and it's a time that continues. Do you get to teach Chaucer on on occasion? I do. Yes, I'm I'm sort of in the midst of of that right now. I get to teach uh, medieval literature this semester, um, which has been really wonderful, and uh, have just sort of finished a a brief survey walk through. I suppose we could say the the Canterbury Tales, uh, mm-hmm. Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. So okay, yeah. Well, that's that's one part of your life. You're you're also a a very active wife and mother, and have a, a family to yes. manage and. <laughs> And, and you've managed to produce this show. And I know before um, we we hired you at the University of Dallas three years ago, you you had just come off of a gig doing a lot of, of playwriting mm-hmm. and screenwriting, I should say, right? Mm-hmm. And, and had won a uh, a national award. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was the name of that award, and, and what, what did it provide for you? Yeah, so I um, that was about five years ago. I won the Industry Insider Screenwriting Contest, and uh, that got me a uh, flight out to Los Angeles. And uh, that was my very first feature film script that I wrote uh, that, that won, ended up winning that contest, which was surprising to, to me, perhaps more than anybody. Um, and uh, that got me signed with my first manager and kind of launched me on this journey of um, my my experience with writing for, for film, mm-hmm. um, which which I continue to do uh, to this day, actually, um, not just for the quest, but for, for other things as well. Um, so, so yeah, that, that really kind of launched me into a very intense learning process. So, um, 
once I, I had won that, I, I kind of realized how much I didn't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I spent uh, the next several years, and I'm still learning, um, reading a lot of scripts, taking as many classes online as I could, and um, you know, just really kind of digging into what it meant to write for that particular medium. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it has served me very well. Uh, it's, it's been a joy to kind of bring that experience to uh, these projects at the University of Dallas. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm tempted to ask you about connections between screenwriting and Chaucer, but, but I, th- <laughs> I think we should move to talking about this project at, at UD. So EWTN just broadcasts the show we've called The Quest, and that's a name that you had come up with. Um, and, and the show um, aired to um, a lot of, of, of viewers, and there's been a great deal of interest in the work that's been done. Um, and what, what do you think this project is? How do you describe it when people say to you, what, what is the quest? Yeah, I describe it as a documentary style limited series or mini series. Uh, it is five episodes and I say documentary style because we bring in our wonderful faculty experts. So we hear from many different voices. Um, but there is an, an overarching narrative structure and there's also exemplars from, you know, literature, from history, from scripture, from the lives of the saints. Um, as we kind of explore the different questions that are, are at issue um, mm-hmm. in the quest, which is really um, how do we discover our purpose in this life and then live it with joyful courage, no matter the circumstances in which we find ourselves. So what is the University of Dallas doing, putting together a, a docu-miniseries? What, yeah. what, what is going on um, at UD? Exciting things, <laughs> I think we can say. Um, the way that we like to think about it, I think, is that, um, you know, we are teachers first and foremost, and film is one of the uh, most engaging ways to reach audiences who are not able to be with us on ground at the university and experience what we all have to offer mm-hmm. uh, to our students. And, and we're able to kind of share that, uh, the joy of, of conversation and of collaboration and collaborative thought um, with so many more people um, and people who might not might not know about us otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this is a really exciting um, opportunity for the university to kind of take that teaching mission out mm-hmm. into the world. Yeah. Now, now I, I shouldn't play games to, with our listeners. I've, I've been a part of this project um, <laughs> since it began. And um, when when I first arrived at the university now um, six and a half years ago, there were a number of alumni and other friends of the university who would say, boy, I wish I, wish I could take a class again. I wish I could um, have other opportunities for intellectual nourishment coming from the University of Dallas. And and we've now, over the last six years, put together a whole series of engagements, the the um, uh, three years of, of courses in, in the program called Studies in Catholic Faith and Culture. We have podcasts, and and I know you're you're already at work on additional projects that are similar to the Quest, and I'm I'm really excited to see um, those come to fruition because people are being nourished by what we're providing, and and that that ultimately is the goal. We're dedicated to educating, we're dedicated to orienting our students, whether they're matriculating at the University of Dallas, but now by extension, um, if they're participating in other ways towards wisdom, truth, and virtue. And uh, we feel that that, that is our, our uh, noblest calling as, as a, a Catholic liberal arts university, really dedicated to providing an outstanding education. So um, 
the, the cat's out of the bag. People have seen the show, um, and, and so uh, we don't have to worry about spoiler alerts, although maybe not everyone has. Is there access to uh, the Quest that, that people can have um, on demand? Absolutely. So it is available on EWTN on demand on their platform, but it is also available directly from the University of Dallas. And if people want um, access to those videos, they can just go to quest.udallas.edu and sign up um, with your email address. Access is completely free. There is also um, additional resources that we've provided to go along with the Quest. So we really do encourage people to take it advantage of those because it helps you to, um, you know, not just enjoy the videos for themselves, but then take your your reading and your exploration and, and thought on on those subjects um, even further. Mm-hmm. So we encourage people to, to check that resource out. Yeah, it, it really could be a, um, a full spectrum um, inquiry, so to speak, not just not just viewing the the uh, miniseries itself, but um, uh, study books and and uh, other documents and behind-the-scenes um, footage and interviews and and the like. So uh, please do check that out if if you're interested in the kind of, of intellectual engagement that this provides. So uh, let's dig into the the narrative of of the quest. Right, uh, the quest is is a particular kind of narrative, I suppose, um, or, or a way to think about a certain genre of of narrative, but. Um, there, there are five of these shows, and what, what's the story that you're telling? After what are we questing? Yes, this is a great question. I love this metaphor um, because I think that it it directs us towards an end, you know, and it's an active pursuit. It's not just something that we sort of wait to fall in our lab. It's something we have to go out and seek, um, and that's that's heaven. That's our our final uh, our final home. And so the the episodes follow the narrative journey of the human life from the moment that we feel God is calling us to some work in this life. Um, through sort of the experience of stepping out. Uh, so episode one is just to kind of give a, a, a brief summary, I suppose, of the, the what you'll see in each episode. Um, episode one, we talk about the voice of God within. Where do we hear the God calling us uh, to you know, what we what we feel is our vocational purpose in this life. Um, episodes two and three really concern stepping out onto the path. And then what do we do if we feel that this call is going to ask us for sacrifice. Um, so episode two, the appointed task, and episode three, witness, um, really kind of explore what it's like to follow the journey. Uh, episode four is the dark night of the soul, um, which talks about what we do when we find ourselves in those dark places in our lives. And we, we all do go through them. It's, it's a, it's a staple of, of literature that every, almost every story we know has that moment, uh, where the hero must face, you know, great darkness and feels that all is lost. Right. Um, and so we kind of talk through that and, and how do we, how do we handle that? And then the fifth episode turns us towards hope and hope in heaven in particular as, as sort of the source of our courage as we walk this journey. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we, we have some of our faculty who are engaged in reflection mm-hmm. upon um, these different steps of our journey. Ultimately, we hope and pray uh, to heaven. And, um, and, and, and a lot of philosophers are mentioned, theologians, literary figures, artists, um, and others. Um, what, what role does study what role does intellectual engagement play not not in the 
in the show the quest, but in each of our quests, right? Mm-hmm. How 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 do we think about this interlacing of our own life's destination and uh, the courageous um, um, travails that we endure in order to achieve our end in response to grace and and what uh, what we often think of as as a side project of study, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's not that's not the way that that studying and spending time with the saints and, and thinkers and 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 playwrights and the like um, are presented in the show. So mm-hmm. maybe if if you could pull out um, what what that um, what the role is of the intellectual virtues in in our life's quest. Yeah, I is. think this is this is a great question, and it really does inform the backbone of what happens in in the series itself. But as you say, it's it's the foundation for a a good life here, a life lived well. Um, and you know, stories stories in a way are easy because stories are are engaging and they're and they're fun, and you know, people will pick them up um, in their leisure time and and not feel necessarily like they're they're hitting the books, you know, and they're studying. Um, but nevertheless, they're they're learning opportunities. You know, we we want to watch people engage with a change, right? We want to see how people do these things? How do they overcome obstacles? How do they accomplish a change or a transformation? And so, you know, we kind of learn by by watching in a way when mm-hmm. we read a story. Um, looking at philosophy, theology, um, I think that that helps to uh, inform us as to the choices that we have, what sort of principles ought to guide our actions, you know, and it, we have a wonderful moment in, I think it's episode one, where we break down what conscience means, and it means acting with knowledge. And in a way, without having knowledge, without having some groundwork done there, you you can't act with conscience. So there needs to be sort of a foundation. Um, you know, and I would say too, with with the sciences and with mathematics, I think, you know, finding different ways of understanding the world um, just helps us to to realize the providence, I think, mm-hmm. uh, of, of who we are, where we are, and, and where we're headed. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a great deal of focus on personal vocation mm-hmm. in, um, in the series. And, and Dr. Walls does a, a great job of laying out the, the, um, um, the kind of magnitude of response or lack thereof to our, our personal calling. Um, so each of us, each of us is called in a, in a particular way. And, and yet we're all called in, in a general way that relates to the particular, right? So mm-hmm. it, part of the point of, of this mini series is, is to reveal that we're, we should all be on a quest, right? We all are, whether you realize it or not, but not everyone sees the life's journey as indeed a quest. Um, so we're hoping to provoke um, in others a, a greater awareness of, of their lives understood as such. But how do we how do we relate that general calling of um, orienting our lives ultimately towards uh, relationship with God and, and heaven and and the particular callings each one of us have. Mm-hmm. I think that the and I and I, I I'm so glad that you said that because I think just to circle back on this I think that sometimes people make the mistake of thinking um, that being on a quest means that you're called to do some 
magnificent thing that everybody sees, you know, out in the world and that it's something very high profile or um, very visible. And that, in fact, is not the case, right? As you point out, we each have our own personal vocations and they're all irreplaceable. Um, and I think that what joins the general call to the particular is is love, in fact, um, because that's that's sort of the constant uh, in my mind, and that's that's in a way the through line of the series mm -hmm. um, is this emphasis on um, the way in which even you know no matter what our particular calling in the world might be, the general call is to love mm -hmm. um, and and to to act from love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 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 the examples of acts from love are are many and striking in in the film. Um, and and you you draw attention to um, small acts of of love right right from the very beginning. Could you could you maybe talk about how how you um, came to reflect upon um, the the um, the woman whose whose um, uh, neighborhood is is being decimated, who's likely to end up in a concentration camp and does and yeah. and loses her life? Why why start with that? Yeah, I was really struck by, uh, so her name is Eddie Hillisom, and she, she died in, in Auschwitz at the age of, of 29 years old. And I was so struck by her, her joy in spite of the horror that she was enduring. Um, and it, it made me wonder, how, how is she doing that? You know, how is she able um, to sort of be there on the front lines to, to work every day to kind of try to, to help her own people? Um, and then to sort of see that through to its final conclusion. Um, and, and her small acts of courage involve, you know, visiting a friend instead of allowing herself to be kind of crushed under the horror that she's enduring uh, or that she's seeing going on around her. And I feel that's so um, timely in an odd way. You know, it's, it's a World War II story, but that, that, emphasis on friendship and on small acts that show our love for another um, in the face of whatever we perceive to be a, a grave evil or horror in our world. Um, I think it's it's so so crucial to kind of focus on what we can do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what we can do is, you know, just to pick up a friend's kids from school one day, you know, right. and give them a hand, you know, and that that's a tremendous act sometimes of courage and and I, I think it's that's a beautiful way to start, right? Um, indeed, and and it shows how how all of us can make really significant contributions. Mm -hmm. And and then we then we have uh, several examples drawn from the Lord of the Rings, yeah. where where we all know that something grand is is taking place as as readers of of uh, Tolkien's novel. Um, but the the characters themselves don't always, <laughs> and particularly Sam, right? Yeah. And and there, there's a moment where he really realizes that that the 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 journey that that he and Frodo are engaged in um, is is of just immense proportions and um, uh, the the seemingly most humble among us have big parts to play sometimes when we do those little things like pick up um, the kids for mm -hmm. our friend from school mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I love Sam as an example because he, he is exactly that. I mean, he's not in there in the journey to, you know, go and take down Sauron. He's there to support Frodo. You know, his whole goal is to just be by Frodo's side. And it's that beautiful emphasis on, on love and friendship um, that, that really makes that quest possible for, for Frodo. Like Frodo would not have been able to complete 
the journey that he was on had it not been for Sam's steadfast mm -hmm. love, uh, you know, and, and just unshakable, <laughs> you know, dedication. Um, so, yeah, I think that, again, with, with the story from Tolkien, I think we see that beautiful parallel of, of the, the big and the small, right? Mm -hmm. And these, these uh, to not overlook those small acts of, of love and kindness and courage that, that mm -hmm. make a difference. You know, the, the theme of the dark night of the soul, so the, the, um, in, in some ways, it's it's the um, you know the, the climax of of the story and then denouement um, beyond it. But the the um, um, dark night of the soul is is often used in in a, um, a really um, severe mm -hmm. sense, right? It's it's yeah. rare um, someone feels completely occluded mm -hmm. from from God's grace, um, and um, you you provide it with a, a wider application mm -hmm. and and um, could you talk about the the decision to do that and, and why you find that to be a fitting way to talk about um, our, our confrontation with obstacles yeah I think this is uh, again a great question um, so you're exactly right that often in the spiritual life when we say the dark night of the soul we're thinking like St. John of the Cross or uh, St. Therese um, Mother Teresa, you know, who who endured this um, sort of deprivation of the presence of God, or feeling that they had been had lost that consolation, that that feeling of just being desolate. Um, but in stories, there is, you know, so it's a plot point in narrative structure. <laughs> so yeah. we have, you know, when you break down a story, when when you go to outline a story, you know, one of the one of the beats you have to decide on is the dark night of the soul, and that's the moment where the character on their particular journey feels that they have lost everything or that they don't know how to uh, sort of get the job done, so to speak. Um, and I think that wider application is helpful because, like I said, I do think that we all have moments in our lives where, you know, maybe it's not a spiritual desolation, but it, it could be just a really tangled and dark place in life where we're not sure what we're supposed to do next. Um, we're not sure how, how we're supposed to move forward. Um, and so we draw a lot of uh, stories, a lot on stories uh, from, from literature and from scripture um, to kind of help us illuminate mm -hmm. that experience. And then how do we walk through it and out of it? Mm -hmm. You know, th there's a great deal of emphasis and, and rightly so on, on the active dimensions of, mm -hmm. of questing. Yes. Right. And, and um, it conjures images of, of knights errant and, mm -hmm. and, um, um, I think it's healthy and wholesome for all of us to imagine ourselves venturing forth with sword in hand to do great deeds. Um, there's there's some reflection upon suffering, and mm -hmm. and yeah, I've, I've been thinking a lot lately about the notion of surrendering, mm -hmm. and um, um, how 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 do those moments of surrendering, um, particularly to to um, uh, to God's ability to intervene in in moments of darkness. How does that play into the quest? Yeah, I think this is a, a really great um, point that coming back to Eddie's story again, um, in episode one, we kind of lay this foundation of recognizing that there is something wrong with the world. And then the question, the next question is, what do I do about it? Right. And there is often after asking that question, a recognition that maybe the answer is not much, <laughs> you know, right. and, and there is therefore a, a focus on what you can do mm -hmm. and 
a leaving of the rest of it up to God. Um, and, and so that is, in a way, that, that theme keeps coming back um, throughout the series as we kind of reflect on what it means to, uh, Dr. Susan Hansen has this great phrase. She says, what's in my bailiwick? You know, mm-hmm. and she, she asks this question of like, what is it that I have direct control over? What is it that I have responsibility for? Um, and then the sort of act of courage that's required to surrender mm-hmm. the rest to God and sort of trust that he will, he will do what needs to be done. Um, and that it's not all on us and not all on our responsibility, you know, to, to take care of all those things. Um, so I, I think that's, that's also a powerful, um, aspect of the, of the story. And, and to be clear, you know, not, it's, you know, we're not surrendering to the Nazis. We're not surrendering to the forces of Sauron. Right. right. We're, we're, we're surrendering, um, to God that which we cannot control. Mm-hmm. And, and we're never surrendering to that against which we must fight in pursuit of, of that which we love and um, want to see come to fruition. That's right. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to fight to the uttermost. So the, the, the many stories of, you know, the, the saints that we, that we follow, um, Eddie's story and also blessed Franz Jägerstadter who did right. give the last measure, you know, to, um, to stand for what was right. Um, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Well, um, these are inspiring stories, inspiring reflections, particularly 